Relationships rule. That's my motto. I'm Janice Porter, and I love to share the power of relationship marketing to help grow and impact business. I've grown my business by building and nurturing relationships, and I'd like to help you do the same. Welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast, where connection means everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Relationships Rule. I am so excited about my guest today, Christine Blanchet, and she is here um, in Vancouver with me. And here we are on Zoom, of course, but welcome to the show, first of all, Christine. Janice, thanks so much for having me today. Oh, my pleasure. Christine is... Um, I think, a dynamo with all of the things that she does. And I'm going to let her give you a little bit more detail. But for the minute, I'm going to say, when I first met Christine, I knew her to be a producer, I think. And so, and I see on the screen, it says Christine Blanchette Productions. So that for sure. She also is a running enthusiast, a past marathon, um, like guru, as well as I think you've run eight marathons, I think is what I what I read somewhere. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I love the Boston Marathon, right? Yeah. Yes. And I, I have to say, if it wasn't for my love of running, I wouldn't be here having this conversation with you because it led to creating my own show. However, it takes a team and also a plan, a business plan, how to get following your passion to leading a show or launching your own show called Run With It, which started in 2013. Yeah. 15 years to get off the ground. But, you know, as I said, it takes a team and a plan, a proposal, which got accepted because I would, <laughs> but it took yeah, two so years. there for a second because um, I wanted to just uh, just talk about that in the fact that, yes, as you said, you turned your passion for running and everything fitness into a career, right? You, though, before that, I think you were writing, were you a, a sale? You were into sales, you were into writing, you did some broadcasting, I think, back then, I'm not sure. But um, but were you, uh, what was your primary position when, before this started? Was it writing or was it sales? Yeah, thanks for asking. Well, it was a little both because what happened was I did go to BCIT to study and I did work for CBC TV News temporarily, like a contract worker, I should say, but I was in sales. So I was in sales as a sales support, proofing ads for the Richmond News, the Delta Optimus. Oh, okay. Yes. And then post media. But then I created my own column or I asked to create my own column. Asked to create my own column called A Runner's Mind in 2005 at the Richmond News. So that, um, I always had an interest in the media and and sales and writing. I mean, I've always had so, so many interests in, in which propelled me to create the show. Because if I didn't know how to market, if I didn't know how to build relationships, if I didn't have a plan, if it, it just streamlined if you will you know all those skills are transferable they are but what I noticed is that you know something you just said about you you know you you are always fascinated by um the media and so forth but you also from what I can tell were very entrepreneurial because right from the beginning because you said you went to the Richmond Post or whatever it was called and um pitched 
a column that you wanted to do. Like you have to be, you were, you were trying, you were marketing yourself before you realized you were marketing yourself, right? Absolutely. What a great um, point. I mean, I never even thought of it that way. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then then what I sensed after that is when in 2013, when you, there's, there must've been a pivot reason why this, this happened when you decided that you wanted to do your own show. And maybe you can elaborate on, on that. But what you did, from what I understand, is you picked up the phone or you wrote, you phoned a contact, a relationship that you had to see if you could make this happen. Is that correct? That is correct. And what happened was in 2008 with the recession. Yes. I, I mean, I loved sales. I loved what I was doing and I was writing for the column. And one day and I thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with my, what am I going to do with myself? I was like, I was on deadline. The epiphany went up, I know, created my own TV show. But I thought, well, just like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> like that. It sort of led me down, down there, but also it took uh, Doug Lucas, who I approached from the past from Rogers TV, who I was also I have some of the uh, broadcast background. I approached him. He said, send me a proposal. So I did. And he accepted it. And we went from there. But I had, I mean, I guess things happen for a reason. And that's absolutely, absolutely. But it also didn't happen in a vacuum. You connected with a past connection and made that happen. And, you know, I, I, I talk about this so often when I'm teaching um, my clients how to use LinkedIn you know, that it's about the people, you know, it's not about always looking for new people. You have to nurture those relationships you already have so that if you need to pick up the phone, if you need to um, connect somebody with the right person, you have that, um, I was going to say Rolodex, but you know what I mean? Um, That, that contact list, right? That, can help you. So to me, that was really crucial that you were able to do that and brave enough to do it as well. I I think too is that people want to help, but it's reaching the right people and quality, yes. I quality instead of quantity. I'm not, absolutely and you never know who can help you. And I think too, if that person can't help you, somebody else will. But it has to happen organically, authentically. Yes. You know, it's not like oh I want help and then you don't see the person again or because it's always about you but I made it about um if I may say because he wanted me to succeed but at the same time you know I'm we're helping each other we're collaborating because he does camera work for me still oh wow blessing yeah that's that's very cool so um I also noticed I mean what you do you have two um broadcast shows you have run with it which is fitness entertainment and you have the closing act which is more about musicians correct and celebrities and that kind of thing so um and influencers in the industry so how often do you do both and do you have a favorite or are they just different they're just different janice but i i'm always recording i'm always doing interviews and the the show on novice tv tell us which is Two, Novice TV, yeah. which is part of TELUS, and then there's TELUS Optic TV. So what I do is like every, it's a monthly show. However, it, it gets a lot of uh, airplay because I repurpose the content. 
But I also do interviews separately for YouTube or for Revel, I think I know how to pronounce it, and for uh, Video on Demand, Optic TV, Telus Optic TV, rather. But I'm always, uh, you know, there's such such wonderful, uh, so somebody always has a story to tell. There's great content out there, but trying to find the, the nugget, if you will, what makes that person so uh, interesting, if you will. And you always learn. It's not about you being the guest. You're going to learn from the person who's interviewing you. It's a two-way street. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, which, okay. So I, I also know that you do, um, uh, you do on-air broadcasting, like as a guest as well. You've been hosting, you hosted the Leo Awards, I think. Yes. Yes. Well, it was the, I had, I was at the Leo Awards for my show and I was on the red carpet. On the red carpet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when you do things like that, like the the red carpet interviews and and when you um are on camera yourself for yourself not when you're interviewing other people did you ever act like do you like doing that do you like being that person or do you prefer being the the person holding the mic well you know what i because i love what i do and i'm shy but it pushes me to try to do it and I don't have any acting skills. Okay. <laughs> but I just, I just think, okay, I'm, I'm, I know myself. Positiveness will go. Thinking of I can do this, and it's about the guests and just getting the information out and being authentic. I think that's the whole thing. Be who you are. There's no one like you, and that's how. You're not going to always please every guest. You're not always going to get, and I get that, but. I do love what I do. And as I said, it pushes me. It, it really, it's like, I think sometimes actors are shy. Or oh, musicians. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I'm not, a, I'm, you know, and it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to say you're shy, but I, I don't let it stop me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's great. And, and you also, um, you also teach, right? Yes. And I, I love think, it. yeah. And I could see you being a really good teacher as well. I love teaching as well. It's in my heart and it's in my blood. And uh, if I can teach, um, not it, it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's little ones or or older people, it doesn't matter. But if I'm passionate about something and I can teach it to someone else, it's a bonus. And I think that's where I see you doing the same thing. You teach, you teach at BCIT. Yes, yeah, well, that's kind of fun because you went there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are you teaching? Yes. What are you teaching exactly? Oh, freelance producing for social media and broadcasts. Okay. And yes. I yeah. It. So when I watched a couple of your shows, I was like, oh my goodness, this isn't just an interview. You're putting in film footage and, and so on as well. So that's a whole different story like than what I do. I sit in my home and I interview people on my computer, you know, so um, very different. Well, I think what you do is amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. You ask great questions. And I think it's all about being prepared. And it's all about the guests. But I also think having a conversation is really the key. Yeah. And I, you know, as I said, I love what I do. And I love teaching. And I think everything when you go into a classroom, and you probably, you know, this and um, you learn from the students. Yeah. It's not always about giving the information because they are teaching me too. And it becomes such a well, especially in today's world where technology changes quickly, right? Oh, yes. 
Yes. Every day, there's another app I write down that someone's told me, but I'll never get to them all. It's crazy, you know, really, you know. Yeah, it's hard to keep up, you know. So what do you do in terms of equipment? Like, do you have to rent um, people equipment? Yeah. Well, sometimes I do, but I have a crew that has their own camera. Okay, okay. And that really is quite helpful. I have a mic, I have, you know, I have access to that, which is really important because yeah. there's some people don't want to be interviewed virtually, which I get it. And then you, you do it in a studio. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I think too, generally speaking, they don't mind me doing virtual interviews for the show, like for the, uh, you know, for TELUS or Zondra TV, but they would like it, you know, if I have the opportunity to do it in person because it has that, you know, body language, you know, can really sure, of course. Yeah, of course. And, you know, looking someone straight in the eye instead of where is that dot? You know, I, I get it. Um, so when you interview people um, for either of your shows, um, have you come across like, okay, you interview some celebrities and some famous people, and then you interview the guy running the, the 10 K down the street, right? You you've done it all. What do you like to do best? Well, you know what? I like, everybody has a story. I was, I would say everyone brings something to the table, the show I'm the messenger. So yes, it's great to interview a celebrity Yeah, and it's great. But I also like to interview an entrepreneur, someone who's making a difference in the world, a charity, sun run, because if I have a show that's all celebrity, which is okay, for, you know, but for me, I like to have a mix because you can learn from a person who has a clothing store and they are giving to charity, which I think maybe some of us wouldn't even know that. Then you have the Sun Run, which is an annual event, which I always take part in. And then you have a celebrity who is getting into fitness because they have to do a part, like, you know? Yes, um, yes. So everybody has a story. And is um is Hollywood North still as big as it was? I think so. I think is now because of the strike is over. From yeah, understanding that, yeah. Um, that there's more opportunities now. Uh, I'm not an actor or anything, but I can sense that it is because I'm getting more press releases. I'm getting more people wanting to be interviewed generally. And okay. I don't really know too much, but I, I think it's in a better position right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's certainly, we, we sure notice it when we're looking, watching TV, you know, there's nothing with all the streaming that was going on, it all came to really pretty much a standstill. Everything that was on Netflix was foreign. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and everybody needs a job, right? We all yeah. need. Yeah, exactly. So, um. I love the the fact that your your origin story for for this part of your life was turning your passion for running and everything fitness into a career which I said at the beginning because there aren't many people who get to do what they love right more today than there were I think but um but it takes a real strong um uh, will and determination to make it happen. So how long did it take? I think you said a couple of years before it actually came into fruition, right? Two years. And it, it first aired on Shaw. 
And then I had it both airing on Shaw TV and Novice, but now it's it's on Novice. But yeah, because and you, and I and I understand the process, a bit of a process involved. It's like when I send something to Healthy Living Network, I don't expect it to be aired right away. If I'm going to be of a distributor, that took time to. So everything is a process. If you want something great, there has to be a process. You know, sometimes we're in the society where, and I'm guilty too, because we want, we want it now. We want it now. But it's not always the case. And in 2013, yes, it took two years. Now, if you're having your own show, you can do it, generally speaking, get it on the air uh, a lot quicker, like a podcast, which is great. You know, because there's room, there's always room for a podcast because we're always learning, right? Yeah, yeah. But but again, the mark the um the landscape is getting um uh what's the word? Oversaturated still, yeah. right? Because everybody and their dog now is having a podcast of some sort or another. In fact, I was just I just saw I got an email from someone that I and she this might be interesting for you actually. I don't know, but um there's a girl in California, in LA, that I uh, interviewed for my podcast before COVID, maybe early stages of COVID. And she was someone my daughter knew when she was living in LA. And and she kept telling me I should interview Kate, Katie because she was really interesting. And she's an artist and an amazing artist. And she lives in West Hollywood. And She's a bit quirky, as a lot of artists are. And anyway, we had a really great conversation. But anyway, she sent me this email that she and another friend of hers, uh, her name is Sarah. That's my daughter's name, too. But this girl, Sarah and Katie, just wrote this book. And uh, what is it called? Uh, Hang on one second. It's called... uh, It's called something about cocktails. it's yeah, it's uh, once upon a cocktail. Okay. And what they've done is I think Sarah, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I just think it's quite interesting. Sarah is a mixologist. So she's a bartender, I guess, and she makes drinks and West Hollywood is an area with great history. And so what they're doing is they've got, they're taking the, um, the signature cocktail from each of these places at these bars and hotels and whatever in West Hollywood and deal, um, I guess, looking at the history of each of the places as well. And Katie's done all the artwork for the book because she's really an interesting artist. So, she, and they're on the circuit. So she might be someone interesting for you to talk to actually. But um, yeah, I just thought, okay, it's exploring West Hollywood's cocktail culture. Now, Who's going to buy that book? I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but I bet a lot of people will. Yes. I mean, it's a niche. It's a niche. I think it is. I think if you yeah. it, you know, it doesn't mean it's because it's niche doesn't mean it's not going to sell market. It's, you know, it, it's out there and it's different. I think we're yeah. like when I said the quote, be who you are. There's no one like you. If you are unique, authentic, um, people will recognize that. And and I believe there is a market, just how you market it, how you build the relationships. Exactly. Who do, you, who do you approach? But I also say, what do you want to, why do you want to create a show? Why do you want to create a podcast? It goes back to that. Why do you want to write a memoir? If you've been listening to me for a while, you probably know that I love to talk about LinkedIn. So now I'm curious, 
Are you ready to take your LinkedIn to the next level? Because if you are, I've got the perfect opportunity for you. As a valued podcast listener, I'm offering you a one month free trial to the LinkedIn Advantage program. It's your chance to join the community of like-minded professionals and immerse yourself in a space designed for learning, networking, and growing your business, and a lot of LinkedIn as well. Don't miss out. If you're ready to go from listener to participant, take advantage of this free trial by visiting podcastadvantage.janisporter.com today. That's podcastadvantage.janisporter.com. Join us and we'll see you in the group. So the, the kids or the pe- the kids, the people that you teach at BCIT, are they still, what are they, what is their generally their uh, dream today? How is it different? You know, it's got to be different from when you were there. Well, they want to follow what they like to do or curious to know about creating a podcast to a YouTube series or a TikTok series. Okay. And we want to find something that they can build an audience and then go from there. So launch their own program or their own presentation and and following what they their passion, but also find something that maybe it's piqued their curiosity and they never had the opportunity to do that. And I also think it can build credibility because it might be something that they can build on it for uh, opening a store or startup or, or okay. So, so what are a couple of ideas that are, that are happening there now that they want to do? And are these people already in a job job and want to get out of that job? Um, some of them are, some of them are students, but, um, there's a magic show and he always wanted to have a magic show. He started when he was a child, but now he wants to bring this dream into reality. Okay. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And we have another student that loves cooking and thinking, well, maybe I could have a cooking series and start off and then maybe have their own cooking school. It, everyone is different in the program. So you have people that are working in the industry, but they want to have find something else, you know, okay. have their own show instead of working for the network. Okay. Students who are new, um, when I say new, they don't, they're not working, but they want to create something and when I say something can be a show or a presentation or and a would you say that the type of um, students that you have are shy like you were or are they are they entrepreneurial to to begin with are they um, looking for um, a way to be famous like what what's well you know what I would say they're like they have an entrepreneurial spirit because they wouldn't be in the class yeah. if they weren't curious and finding out information and right and um and then you know uh, like content creators like when I say why do you want to be a content creator is it for fame is it for this yeah Going, I show them a documentary and and there's got to be a reason it's not it's a lot of hard work yeah there is a process like to everything um but also knowing if it's going to be fame, you're not going to get it, Jen. You may get it for a while, but it's not going to last. And right. Able. right. So you want to be able to have like a strong foundation. I'll use it like running, strong foundation. And it can apply to business too. Foundation, strength, and then the top is your speed. So I've taken that from the running room, I believe. So the foundation, the strength, and the speed. And I try to carry that 
And I always say, dream it, build it, believe it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to recognize, and I'll repeat, recognize that this is not serving you. And then you go back and see if you can tweak it. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, yes, I have my own shows, but not everyone may not want to do do it, like continue on, but they can maybe do something on, you know, TikTok. Instead of having a podcast, they may change it. They, But everyone has a presentation at the end of the class or... Okay. Mm-hmm, which is awesome. I, I'm just... Oh, yeah. It's so inspirational for me. <laughs> so are they presenting their... Uh, their their shows. shows. Okay. okay. Yes. And they're working hard and smart wait so the presentation is it on film yes they're going to present they're going to present it and and they're going to and i said you do not have to have six episodes you can have one or two episodes and present it because i believe that you have to start do quality and then go from there i'm not looking at bonnie i'm looking at quality yeah so so i think and you've mentioned this word a couple of times, and this is my favorite word, and that's being curious, curiosity. And I believe that um, that, that is such an important um, uh, trait to have. And yet, um, I do ask people, usually at the end of my podcast, um, do they believe that curiosity is innate or learned? What do you think? You know, it's such a great question. I think we can learn it if we have the right relationships, but I also think it's in your blood or in your DNA. Because I remember as a little girl, I wanted to, I'm curious about this. And I think it was a book. Correct me if I'm curious, George. Yes. I used to be monkey. Yeah. And I used to be so interested in knowing why. I used to ask, yeah. why is this? Why is that? And my parents used to, I used to, they <laughs> haven't told me yet. Well, my mom's passed, but. But yes, I've always been curious because it, it's, yeah. it's just in me, but I don't know if that's the right, I mean, I think it can be learned, um, but I was, it's in my DNA to. You know. Me too. Absolutely. But, you know, some people believe one particularly mm-hmm. and, and, and some another, I think it's a bit of both sometimes, but um, so what are you most curious about these days? Learning, learning from others. Okay. I think really the key ingredient is is to really foster your relationships your business relationships your taking um professional development courses i think is when you know is when you don't know mm-hmm. that being said that's why i'm a student too and i think they were really generally speaking like you're a student yes because we never stop <laughs> learning i'm in this incubator exactly. program and i don't pretend to know it all because i'm still learning i think that's when we put on this thing oh I know everything (laughs) no we don't we're never that's what I'm doing I'm always trying to build building blocks how can I help you collaborate how can I um, be a better human and I think how you do all that is never stop growing never stop learning and building those relationships authentically because sometimes I listen to my intuition if I feel If I may say, if I feel this doesn't feel right, yeah. I remember from a journalist at the Richmond News, I'm not going to tell her her name. She said, Christine, be the greatest thing. I'm just, I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. Doesn't mean to do it. 
And I've always listened to that voice and I'm always correct. What, what is it that I don't want to do this great interview with this celebrity or this great interview with this person? Or why do I want to not buy this? Like whatever, you know? And, and when I don't, when I do listen, I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm very um, big on intuition as well. That's why I, I don't like to have lots of notes, but I like to go with the flow of the conversation because I'm curious enough that I think I can carry it. And um, that's what makes it, I, I find more interesting for me. So, and it's, it's all about me. No, just kidding. It's, it's just, so I, like, I am a bit of a, um, what would you call it? A, a pop culture person. Like I, I, I'm not a, I think when I was a kid in England, I was, I, I, my first part of my little childhood was in uh, England. And I remember at that time, um, there we knew somebody who was um i think he was i don't know whether he was a pr person or an agent for a bunch of um television people but he used to we used to get to meet all these people and i was forever getting autographs of people right that was a big thing back then so even back then i was kind of into that edu uh, entertainment field so i have to just ask you from a strictly um uh selfish point of view who is the most interesting celebrity that you have interviewed? Goodness. Um, I would say, I mean, oh my goodness, they're all great, Janice. Um, I would say what I felt was David Clayton Thomas. Oh, really? He was so... For those who may not even know who he is, what was the name of the band? Oh, um, I know the song Spinning Wheel is the one that comes to my mind. And you know, you got, goodness, I can't even remember. Isn't that funny? But he was the lead singer, right? But he was so humble and so um, authentic. He was, forgive me, I don't know the name, Tears. Oh, oh just a minute. David Clayton Thomas. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yes, blood. I knew there was blood and sweat and tears. I said tears. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. yeah, spinning wheel was the big song that I remember. But yeah, yeah. So he was just a nice person. Like he was. He was and it was during the pandemic, and I interviewed him, and he, he, he was just so. We had such a great conversation, and he, he was. Um, I mean, there's others too who are listening, like Biff Naked and she's mm -hmm. a breast cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. Um, so many Jesse Cook, um, uh, you know, it's just yeah. So back to that. I mean, Janice, I, I'm sorry, I'm going on here, but okay. I, I just felt, you know, um, he gave me. He was so humble. It just felt yeah, very cool. So the last thing I want to ask you about is, I think I heard somewhere that you might be writing a book. <laughs> well, it is coming along. I'm a co-author of the of the Pursuit Three Six Five by Shelley Lynn Hughes. I'm in that book, co-author. Okay. okay. And, but yes, I like to write a memoir. I, I, <laughs> I've been asked to do it. And so stay tuned for more. Maybe okay. Twenty-four, but it's it's like I'm not an author, and I really respect authors. When I say I'm a co-author, it has not even so. Um, but I want your book too, Janice. If you're book too, I listen. I've I've 
got chapters in two books and that's it. I've never really wanted to write a book. I always wanted to talk to people. Yes. But I, you probably have the one that I'm in um, that was Deb Drummond's book. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm in that one. Yeah. I'm going to be in 262. Um, yeah, I think I might be too. As a matter of fact, I'm talking to her today. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this has been delightful. And um, I know that you're still as passionate about running as you were, right? Do you still run? Oh, yes. And I can't wait till after today. I'm going to be out there running. It does a bit of fog, but I'm not going to let that stop me or rain. But if I do, I take my workouts in, you know, um, inside. Mm -hmm. and yes. So you're still a, a, a health um, health and wellness um, proponent. And how long do you think you can run, though? Like, really? I mean, um, your knees well, are good. Your knees are good. My knees are good, but however, I am, because I'm older now, um, when I feel a tweak, like in my IT band, yeah, I will slow it down, Janice, or I'll do a walk, I'll do my stretching, and then I, and if I feel it's coming on, I'll see a physiotherapist right away, or a doctor, I always say, you know, you may be running marathons, I'm not running marathons anymore, but I'm still active, I'm still running, so I can do like, generally speaking, like an hour and a half. That's my limit. I'm not into marathoning um, anymore mm -hmm. because I'm in a different chapter in my life right yeah. now. And and that chapter will be in the book. <laughs> yeah, well, there are a lot of people in this city that have been um, uh, um, influential in terms of running, right? And you're one of them. And uh, I'm trying to remember the girl's name that used to coach on the the Sunrun pages. Lynn. Lynn. Lynn yeah. What was her maiden name? Oh, um, she was an athlete. Lynn, Lynn Williams. Lynn Williams, right? And then yeah, then she was an Olympic athlete, was she not? Yeah. yeah. Charmaine Crooks. Oh yeah, Charmaine. Yeah, Charmaine Crooks. Yeah. Yeah, I met her a long time ago. And then of course, Doctor. Um, Oh, uh, the, Doug, Doug and Diane Clement. Yeah, Doug and Diane Clement. Yeah. And Dr. Taunton. Dr. Yep. Taunton. Yeah, Jack Taunton. Yeah, and they've all done a lot for that industry in, in Vancouver and in Canada in general, right? Yeah, amazing. So yeah. so this is fun. For me, it's all about people and um, finding out more about people that I've met. And I'm so glad that you were um, free to come on my show. And I appreciate your time here. and. I do encourage my audience to go find your shows, Run With It and The Closing Act. And they're all on YouTube, right? And on the TELUS Novus Network. And what was the other one? Oh, um, Optic TV and Zondra TV. Got it. Zondra okay. TV. And I have a website, runwithit.ca. Right. Just Google my name. You'll yes. find me. Like They'll find you. They'll find you for sure. So thank you again, Christine, for being here. And um, any last words for my audience? Well, I wanted to thank you so much for your time, Janice. You've had such great questions and it was such a wonderful time chatting with you today. Well, it's my delight. Thank you again. And thank you to my audience for being here. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thanks for joining us. If today's show inspired you to make a new connection, why not start with me? Head over to LinkedIn and connect with me. 
Be sure to let me know you are a podcast listener because I select one listener each month who connects with me on LinkedIn for a complimentary profile audit. And you know, I love to meet new people. So I hope you take me up on it. Don't forget to stay connected and be remembered.